0: Umbi Agindi, Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Indigenous Youth Council podcast series. I'm your host, Shana Naranjo, one of the seven members of New Mexico's Inaugural Indigenous Youth Council. I'm from Hopo Owinge, also known as Santa Clara Pueblo, located in northern New Mexico. I use she-her pronouns and I'm currently recording from the ancestral lands of the Muwekma Ohlone, a California tribe currently fighting for federal recognition. I'm also in my final year at Stanford University, the institution which currently occupies Moacama's homelands. Now, you all might be wondering what the New Mexico Indigenous Youth Council is. The Youth Council, also known as IOIC, was established as a result of two listening sessions put on by the New Mexico Indian Affairs Department with youth from across the state. The Youth Council works to advise the Indian Affairs Department on issues important to youth, including behavioral and mental health needs for tribal communities, language revitalization, and improved access to higher education. Today, we'll be introducing three of the seven Indigenous Youth Council team members, Tristan Black, Alicia Crease, and Ian Teller. And next week, we'll hear from the rest of the members, Kaylee Wood, Trinity Royball, and Jeremy Begay. All members represent New Mexico's 20 tribes, nations, and Pueblos. And through these first two episodes, we'll learn about their involvement with the group, personal interests and aspirations for the Indigenous Youth Council and Indigenous youth more broadly. This episode is also part of a series of projects led by the Indigenous Youth Council members to uplift and highlight issues impacting the state's Indigenous youth. We hope you'll continue listening and learning with us. We'll jump right into things with our first guest, Tristan Black. Tristan was recently named a Center for Native American Youth Champion for Change as well.
1: Welcome
0: and congratulations,
1: Tristan. Good to be here, Shayna. Um, could you please introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, uh the Arizona State University Indigenous Education. By So I'm part of the Towering House Clan, born for the Bitterwater Clan. My maternal lineage is of the uh, Folding with Arms Clan, and my paternal lineage is of the Many Goats Clan, and I'm coming to you from Tsehli, Arizona, on the Navajo Nation, and I'm part of the New Mexico Indigenous Youth Council, as well as the... Center for Native American Youth Champions for Change program and currently working at Dinette College, the first tribally controlled tribal college in the United States. And I'm uh, 24 years old and that's how I identify myself as a Navajo individual. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much for introducing yourself to me as well as our audience, Tristan. I'm really excited to learn more about the things that you're involved with and also how you kind of came to be involved with the Indigenous Youth Council. So with that, let's jump into our first question. How did you get involved with the Indigenous Youth Council, especially as someone being from Arizona?
1: Yeah, I I got involved with the Indigenous Youth Council while serving on the Navajo Nation Youth Advisory Council. And we were just recently putting a new cohort in there too. So I represented uh, the youth council as an at-large member so representing the whole entire navajo nation whether it be new mexico arizona or utah so that's how i got involved in the office of the president vice president and their staff appointed me to serve on the first inaugural indigenous youth council so that's how i kind of got involved and where it got me thus far
0: thank you so much for offering insight into that Um, so since you've been on the Indigenous Youth Council, what's a priority issue you want to focus on, um, whether it be within the council or within your own community?
1: Yeah, and I think that's a good question. I think one of the biggest things uh, we always hear within our communities is education. And in, in Navajo, we say, You know, if you succeed academically you'll go far in life you'll go a long distance so that's kind of uh the same message i think a lot of youth out there have interest in is getting their education and and some of the focus area during the iyc that's really important that we've heard is our mental health and our well-being unsucced Uh, how do you take care of your mind and the support system that you have around you and the other topic was the environmental health of our mother earth and our father sky how do we take care of them and some of our sacred sites and making sure they're respected and you know, not being vandalized, and also taking care of our, and respecting wildlife and our plant life. Uh, those were important areas that a lot of youth wanted to focus in on. And one of the third aspects was which is our spiritual health. How do we take care of ourselves from birth to old age? And we go through a physical change uh, growing up and what are some of the protocols that we learn as a young man and a young woman, and going into adulthood? And it just all circles back to going back to our home teachings, going back to our uh, traditional livelihood ways of life that we learned from our grandma, that we learned from our grandpa and all of our other extended relatives. So that's kind of where I focus in on with the indigenous youth council and hope to share that message and just get a lot of youth involved within their own culture, within their own language, and their own way of life.
0: Tristan definitely leads by example in regards to really trying to emphasize and situate themselves and carry on both stories, language, and culture and traditions. And it's really great to have you be a part of the Indigenous Youth Council because I feel like I've also learned so much from you. And for those of you who don't know, we're actually approaching the one-year anniversary of the establishment of the inaugural Indigenous Youth Council. Thinking about how we've just come so far with this group, what's been your favorite event that we've put on?
1: I think one of the biggest things I really enjoyed was just meeting a young group of leaders now and into the future so to speak because when we all came together we didn't know each other now that we're a year in we uh, have an idea of what you know some of the things we're working on our priority areas and even just daily life going to school going to work we got things to do we have a lot of things on our plate and Uh, that's one of the things i enjoyed about iyc was being able to host the indigenous uh, wellness summit youth summit and from that we generated a report coming from those youth and we were able to present it to tribal leadership and to have the ear of uh, governor michelle lujan grisham who was a really good advocate as well as the new mexico indian affairs department so Just overall, really glad to meet everybody, and learning from my Pueblo relatives, learning from my Hickory relatives, as well as our Muscalero relatives. So I really enjoyed just being a part of IYC, and I think that's one of the biggest event was just getting to meet one another.
0: Yeah, and as mentioned in the beginning of this podcast episode, um, this is actually only one project in a series of projects led by members of our Indigenous Youth Council. And one of Tristan's project was actually to host a winter storytelling series that offered stories brought to you by elders in various tribal communities um, throughout New Mexico. So that includes Pueblo, Dene, and Hickory Apache, I believe. So I think Tristan, you're definitely showcasing and emphasizing the importance of intergenerational learning and storytelling. Um, so one other question that I wanted to ask you is, why do you feel it's important to support youth, and what's your biggest wish for Indigenous youth?
1: I think those are good questions, you know, moving forward with our projects is, how do we get youth engaged and how do we engage them so that we kind of lead some of our projects? And I think I go back to our language and our culture uh, as as guidance, That I think it's really important for our language and our culture to recognize our youth as learners. You know, there's a lot of youth out there that want to learn their language, that want to learn their culture, but sometimes they're probably hesitant or they don't know who to go to, who to approach. But if we look at our stories and if we look at our language, you know, it doesn't push any away any anybody away uh, from their upbringing from their background you know there's always that welcoming arm that you get from our language and from our culture and it it's that comfort language that you hear from your grandmas and your grandpa's away I missed you my my grandchild I miss you my son my daughter and it's those things that is really important for youth to You know understand and they probably want that and i think it's important to support youth in our way through our culture and through our language and i think one of the biggest wish for a lot of indigenous youth that i have is you know just being able to pick up a phone call you know talking to your your grandma or your grandpa or your aunts and your uncles and you know you probably haven't seen them in a long time during the pandemic and if you're just able to pick up your phone and maybe just give them a call out of the blue, and it will probably make their day. That you put a smile on their face and you will just remind them, you know, so and so called me today. I haven't heard from them in such a long time, and it was good to hear from them. Those sort of a thing. So, you know, just do that as part of your, you know, task of the day or the accomplishment that you have to do that. Picking up a phone call and just calling somebody.
0: One takeaway I have from what you've just said in regards to your biggest wish for Indigenous youth is that for those of us that are able, um, I would say call your grandma, call your grandpa, call some of your older relatives. I think there's a huge healing element that comes with talking to your own relatives. And like Tristan said, I think the feeling is mutual because of the ways the pandemic has disconnected us. And it's really important that we put our own initiatives into making those reconnections so one of the last questions we have for you today tristan is what's a fun fact or something you'd like people to know about you
1: i think a fun fact for me is um during the pandemic i learned how to uh, do silversmithing and do moccasin making and you know when i was at home uh, you know we had curfew at night and you know there wasn't much to do around at home so one of the things um, the net college offered was online moccasin making and online silversmithing so I was actually at home on zoom learning how to make uh, moccasins uh, being able to make myself a pair being able to make my mom and grandma a pair and just doing that from home and uh, my second semester was uh, silversmithing and we were able to make uh, a cup and our midterm project was making a spoon, fork, and a butter knife. And our final project was making a a canteen. And so those three projects really brought me back to, you know, just being able to do things around the home and, you know, taking advantage of some of those good opportunities. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be more online classes that are going to be coming out of this and it's not going to go away. So... I would just encourage a lot of people out there to try something new for themselves. You know, take that, take that challenge and take that uh, jump to experience something new, something out of your comfort zone, and something might like good come out of it. You might have learned something, and you can apply it in other various ways. So, I just encourage all of you to try something new.
0: In a lot of ways, the pandemic has hindered our ability to connect and reconnect and practice our cultural traditions and traditional skills and crafts. But in another light, the pandemic has showed us ways to leverage our ability to connect to others online and, you know, learn these things, even though we might not be located in the same community as a lot of our teachers who are able to do silversmithing or, you know, have access to a lot of these tools. So I think you make a lot of really great points, Tristan, and I think you are really leading by example, like I had mentioned earlier. Um, so, Kundawaha, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to share a little more about yourself.
1: Yes, uh, thank you, Shaina, and thank you for the podcast and all the listeners out there. I just wanted to say a thank you and Make sure you're taking care of yourself, you're wearing your mask, socially distance, and be sure to take care of one another and yourself. Thank you.
0: Now we'll be joined by IOIC member Alicia Curis. Alicia is from the Pueblo of Kiwa, She uses she, they pronouns, and currently serves as the co-chair of the All Pueblo Council of Governors Youth Committee, and I serve alongside her as the other co-chair for APCG, and through that work, have come to know Alicia extremely well, including her native humor and passion for direct action and community aid. In 2020, Alicia was also a recipient of Unity's 25 Under 25 Award, in addition to being an uplift climate fellow and female co-president of the Kiwa Truth Youth Council. Thanks for joining us, Alicia. Hi,
2: thanks Shana so much. Uh see I'm at all hope uh Alicia creeks medical masta shrubs mahana bulk uh university in the Mexico Relia Social Hello everybody, my name is Alicia Caris. I'm from the Pueblo of Guía, also known as San Domingo Pueblo. I am a graduate of the University of Mexico. I currently work as a liability representative, which helps uh, support and serve our native nations in liability and legal issues that may be affecting them. I also serve as the All-Pueblo Council of Governors Youth Committee Co-Chair, alongside Shayna, and as Shayna said before, I also serve um, my tribal youth council, which is the GIWA Truth, or Teens Reaching Unity Through Harmony uh, Youth Council, and I'm the female co-president.
0: Thanks for telling us a little bit more about yourself, Alicia. Now we're going to jump into questions related to the IOIC and some other things to get to know you a little bit better. So our first question is, how did you get involved with the IOIC?
2: Let's see. So I think it all started off um, with serving uh, with the All Pueblo Council of Governors Youth Committee, and so in those meetings we're able to, you know, sit in on sessions that our tribal leader, our Pueblo tribal leadership uh, in Pueblo Country are having, whether that be, you know, surrounding health issues or uh, protecting sacred sites or uh, continuing to support our elders in our communities. So during that time. Uh, we were afforded the opportunity by Secretary Lynn Trujillo of the New Mexico State Indian Affairs Department to be able to join uh, the Indigenous Youth Council. Uh, we were appointed, myself and Shana, we were both appointed by the All Public Council of Governors uh, leadership to serve as the Pueblo representatives from the North and the South. So it's just been a great uh, pleasure to work alongside our state uh, officials and, you know, get together to help uplift and provide support for uh, native youth in
0: New Mexico. It's clear from your response to the first question that community is really close to your heart and that uplifting youth voices is also an important issue for you. So I wanted to ask, what's a priority that you want to focus on during your time with the Indigenous Youth Council or in your own community?
2: Yeah, thanks, Shayna. One priority that I, I guess I would say uh, that's kind of near and dear to my heart is empowering our people through community building. As a young person in my community, I, my family instilled in me the value of uh, building relationships with our with our people, with us as ski women, And that's you know wanting to help our communities be better and do better. My my mom always says this. She says. You know we always want our children to do better and you know that kind of goes for our whole community because we are children of our community and so uh as we move forward we want to make sure that we're able to lift each other up you know whether that be through um you know economic development or you know uh inclusion of others into um spaces that were kind of closed off um uh, revitalizing and maintaining our traditions and our language uh, as well as um, rebuilding and uh, reigniting our relationships through kinship And so you know we want to make sure that we're able to you know build up, build up that self-determination uh, on a community level you know as we move forward towards you know trying to achieve self-determination in our tribal communities we want to, make sure that we're you know setting a foundation for us to propel ourselves into the future uh, alongside with our uh, you know traditions and language that we hold so dearly but also you know making sure that we're building a community that we can be proud of and we're able to depend on each other we, we saw this during the COVID 19 pandemic where you know neighbors were able to uplift each other and help each other with you know sharing of resources and returning back to those ways uh you know, where we're able to help each other when we're in a, in a rough patch or, um, you know, ensuring that you know, our children are safe as well. Without, without each other, we're not able to achieve anything. So we need to, and everybody brings something to the table, whether that be, you know, lessons or experiences that they may have or whether that be education that they may have heard from uh, inside or outside the community. It's all important and it's integral to um, the future and our survival as um, Indigenous
0: people. I think you offer a lot of wisdom in what you just said. And one of the things that you mentioned was building a foundation in order to secure our traditions and kind of our livelihood into the future. And I think Indigenous youth and our work as Indigenous youth is really integral in securing that future And that's a goal of the Indigenous Youth Council, is to make sure we have the tools and resources to build that foundation for others. So it's been about a year since we first got involved with the Indigenous Youth Council. And in that year, what's been your favorite event that the IOIC has hosted? Uh,
2: Indigenous Youth Council Youth Wellness Summit that we had back in the summer of 2021 was probably the highlight during my tenure so far because, you know, we were able to collect so many young people together all across the state from so many different native nations. It was so great to have everybody connected and, you know, absorbing the same information and joining together and sharing our thoughts about how we can improve our communities and giving them the tools to either help themselves or help their family, especially during this trying times uh, under the pandemic. And you know, raising raising awareness of that. So it was so great to see everybody work on it, and also to make those relations. I think you know, you can never have too many friends, and uh, also building those connections across the state. Because you know, uh, my great grandparents were friends with all people from all over, and uh, with so many different communities, we always had a feast day invitation somewhere. <laughs>
0: I appreciate you bringing up the Youth Wellness Summit, because that was actually one of my favorite events too. Um, so with that said, I want to ask you, why do you feel it's important to support youth, especially as a youth? Uh,
2: see, it's always so important to support youth because you know I think our tribal leaders say this a lot, especially when they're talking to us as a community, is that we're the future. We're the ones that are going to be remaining here um, after the old ones leave us. You know, we're planting that seed. In order to support our youth, we're kind of nourishing that so that it can grow into, you know, a bountiful harvest that will help sustain generations to come. And so it's always helpful just to think about what issues or what was I struggling with that I can help to uh, another young person, you know, build upon. And how am I being like, you know, just basically how do I be a good relative to myself and to others?
0: As someone who's worked with you for quite a while now, I think I can attest to you being one of the greatest superstars that we have for our Pueblo community. And now for a community that extends beyond just Pueblos to include um, inspiration for youth throughout the state. So I have one last question that I want to ask you before we end today's interview. Can you tell us either your favorite song, movie, or book? or something you're currently reading right now?
2: Oh my gosh, so let's see. The, my favorite movie so far that has probably been taking the world by storm is Jerome, Please, my number one favorite movie that I watch like almost every night and continues to fuel my, my need for my Disney Plus subscription is definitely got to be Encanto. Encanto is a box. Like the music, the images, the generational trauma conversations, love it, love it, love it to pieces, and I'm just like, you know what, you're acting kind of like an abuelo right now, <laughs> and definitely like, you know, uh, you know, aside from it being like such a great movie and like, you know, healing my inner child, <laughs> it's just a great way to like talk about how trauma like affects their communities and our families. And then my favorite book right now, I'm kind of a major bookworm. So um, my current read right now is uh, All About Love by Bell Hooks. Uh, It's part of the Upkeen Youth Council um, book club, March book club at this time. And then my number one favorite book, I highly recommend it. It's an indigenous read about how, you know, community building and revitalization and that's got to be Leanne Simpson's As We Have Always Done. It's such a great book, great read on, you know, just kind of taking all of our uh, traditional and indigenous wisdom about caring for one another, caring for the land, and taking that to the next level and preserving our way of life as indigenous peoples.
0: Thanks for your recommendations and insights into what you're reading. The Otging Youth Book Club sounds amazing, and I really want to join. And I also really love Encanto. So for those who haven't watched Encanto yet, I definitely recommend it.
2: Yes, and if anybody needs to borrow my Disney Plus password, girl
0: up. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, brings us to a close. Thank you again, Alicia. I really enjoyed talking with you today
2: yes night Joshina I always appreciate talking with you and I know our conversations always bloom into something crazier another action or another project that we're working on so I really hope that you know this helps to ignite some other youth or any of our other listeners to do some amazing work in their community and uplift a young person near you in your life you know it's always so great and you're nourishing those next generations of kernels so. Thank you, again, Shina. it's such an honor to join you on this
0: podcast. Next, we'll hear from a member who is quite close to me in SoCal, Ian Teller. Ian is a member of the Navajo Nation and is currently attending the University of Southern California's Thornton School of Music, pursuing a Master of Science degree in the music industry. Ian is also an avid vlogger, TikToker, and photographer and you can follow him if you're interested in knowing more about USC life. He'll drop the name of his YouTube channel and social media platform shortly. Here's Ian.
3: Hello everyone, my name is Ian Teller. I am a Indigenous Youth Council member, along with Shaina, I am from the Navajo tribe. Currently, I am a student at the University of Southern California. Uh, As mentioned, I'm pursuing my Master of Science degree. Um, My focus and interest is
0: in music industry. As far as different youth councils and organizations that I'm affiliated with, um, I am a member of the Indigenous Youth Council. And I'm also part of the Native American Student Assembly as a general member at USC along with um, other clubs and organizations focused on um, music production, uh, event production, and things of that nature. Uh, I'm 21 years old and I am known as he, him. Thanks for telling us a little bit more about yourself, Ian. Um, and with that, we're just going to jump in to the first question. So our first question is, how did you get involved with the Indigenous Youth Council?
1: Right. Um,
3: So this is a really fun situation. Um, When I first joined the Indigenous Youth Council, um, it came at a time where I was kind of looking for interest in becoming more involved in my community. And so I reached out to one of my old high school friends who happened to also be friends with um, Tristan Black. I mean, I knew Tr- Tristan Black and I actually um, went to high school together and we were friends. We were kind of hung out in the same friend group. Um, so Tristan Black is also another Indigenous Youth Council member. And so I knew my friend and he referred me to Tristan Black and Tristan Black was the one who referred me to the Indigenous Youth Council. And then I came into the Indigenous Youth Council around the time of the first Indigenous Youth Summit that they were hosting. And so I came in a little bit later than everybody else, but I still got to be a part of the Indigenous Youth Summit. Um, So it was a really fun introduction to to the council, the organization, and that's kind of how I joined the Indigenous Youth Council. So it was all very coincidental that I became a part of the Indigenous Youth Council, but I'm happy to be here.
0: I'm really glad that you were able to join the Indigenous Youth Council. Um, for one of many reasons, but I'm really glad that there's another native in California. Though you're still like six hours away from me in SoCal, um, it's just great knowing that we're both enjoying the California sunshine and have the ability to, you know, hang out and get to know each other um, as people also from New Mexico and Indigenous youth. So even though you joined the Indigenous Youth Council kind of by chance, I wanted to ask, what's a priority issue you want to focus on during your time with IOIC or an issue that you want to focus on within your community?
3: Well, thank you for that question. Um, Like I mentioned, coming into the Indigenous Youth Council, I, I really was at a point in my life where I really wanted to do more in my community and find myself being the only Native American in several spaces, I felt like I needed to kind of make people aware of Indigenous issues. And so that's kind of where my interest in um, music and entertainment comes about, because I believe that with the skill sets that I've acquired, I really want to focus a lot on increasing Native American representation in the overall broader entertainment industry. So that's kind of my focus. In terms of with the Indigenous Youth Council, I think that they want to highlight key issues facing Native American um, Indigenous youth in New Mexico. I think one of the areas that we've highlighted several times and is a big part of the organization, uh, mental health and health and wellness, and bringing that awareness to our communities and sharing those resources. And I think that's very valuable. And um, fostering, you know, Indigenous strength in their wellness and health it is super important and creating strong um, warriors that can take on the different issues that are very prevalent in our communities but i think health and wellness is a very important starting place for doing that
0: yeah thank you for those insights ian i think one of the great things about having these podcast interviews with members of the ioic is being able to learn more about every member and their passions and how that passion really manifests in the types of issues and types of events that they want to put on and the ways that they're trying to bring that into IOIC itself. And that's a great segue into our next question, because IOIC has been an organization that really wants to put on more events for Indigenous youth, and we've been able to put on so many great events within IOIC, despite it just being a year since we've established this organization. And So within this year, what's been your favorite event that IOIC has hosted?
3: Personally, I think my favorite event would probably be um, the Winter Storytelling Series. Uh, I, just because it's the first of all of our individual projects that we each are taking on this year, um so i think it's it's really cool to kind of be a part of the process i also serve for the indigenous youth council as the video audio technician person so i help out in you know editing the footage and um and just things of that nature on the technical side of things so it was really cool just to see you know the hard work of our youth council members um their their hard work kind of coming into fruition So I think that's why those the events are kind of my favorite thing so far. I think we've only done the storytelling series. I'm also working on a project and then you're doing the podcast and everybody else has their own individual projects that they're creating and working on and so that's that has been those have been my favorite events so far. just because it it comes from us and it's really supported by us and it comes from our hard work and our thought processes and you know all of the individual skill sets that we have and Bringing all of our connections to the table and working together to share content that we want to show as indigenous youth and so i think this it has been a really cool process for me personally
0: i also agree i think the kind of projects that we're each individually doing is one of the reasons why i really love the ioic because we're given the ability and the resources to implement projects that we've always wanted to think and i and that's something that I haven't seen in other organizations in terms of like the creative ability to make something that we've always wanted to make with undertones focusing on our you know, indigenous identity. And I think because of the way that we've been supported within IOIC, it's really important for us to go and support other indigenous youth across the state. So my next question for you is, why do you feel it's important to support indigenous youth? And what is your biggest wish for Indigenous youth? Yeah, so I have a lot of personal goals that I have set for myself uh, related to this issue. Being Indigenous youth in this time is such an exciting time to be Native. And just because there's so many things going on in the whole world and every industry and every aspect of society, Native people are doing amazing things. And so I think going back to the question, what, uh, why do I feel like it's so important to support Native youth, I think it's important because
3: our generation is the future of our people, our tribes, our traditions, our cultures, our languages. We are the future and we encompass everything, uh, all of the possibilities that are, you know, available to us. And so I think it's so important to foster within Native youth today, you know, the the strength and the, the ideologies that that it can become something amazing and great, so I think that's why it's so important to pay so much attention. And even within my own community, you know, I looked at the census recently, and our population, the largest segment, the largest age group of the entire Navajo Nation, was the the youth, and so that just goes to show that we are the up and coming generation who are going to be making decisions on our behalf, and you know, having to step into those leadership roles. And so that's why I think it's so important. So we can sh- prepare them, um, all of us together collectively, to create the societies that we want to see, and you know, protect and continue to foster our cultures and languages, which is super important. And I think that's why you know one of my biggest wishes is to make sure that every native boy and girl feels like they're seen in every possible ways. And that's why you know. I choose this route of
0: entertainment and media because I want people to be able to see themselves and their stories highlighted on such these large screens and large scale. Yes, like you said, representation within media is extremely important because it goes to dispel a lot of the stereotypes that have been placed on indigenous peoples because of the ways that they've been introduced to us through films, through songs. And so I think production companies that have insane amounts of indigenous writers and talent and actors is really important and is really kind of taking on its kind of own path. And so I think I'm really interested and excited to learn what post-graduation life has in store for you, Ian. Um, To end this interview, I just have some questions aimed at getting to know you more as an individual. And so one of them is, what's a fun fact or something you'd like people to know about you for me uh, I always this isn't a question that I always have a hard time with especially at like when you go to events on you know on your own college campuses and you have events and you have always have this question I think I keep coming back to the same one during the pandemic fall of 2020 excitingly I was able to
3: travel to South Korea and I actually stepped abroad for a semester and I went on a bunch of elective credits, so I got to use that to, you know, study and research the, their entertainment industry and kind of see and pick up on things that I could use in my own business models. So that's that was something that was really cool and unique about me,
0: I guess. That's also something that you all can watch on Ian's YouTube channel. Um, I don't think you've mentioned the name yet, but if you want to drop the YouTube name, please do.
3: Yeah. So. You can find me on uh, Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, all under the same name. Um, my given stage name is Ian Dawn. That's I A N D A W N. Yeah, so you can find me there, and I would appreciate all of the likes and subscribes. It really does help me um, motivate to make content that Native people want to see. It's so good to see Native people doing things on such a large scale, so it's, it's always fun.
0: So that brings us to the end, but I do have one more question, if you want to answer it, especially because you're at USC and studying music. What's your favorite song? Good question. Um, man, as you know, she and I, we both very uh, much um, Army members, BTS Army, I know a lot of people probably aren't familiar with what
3: that is. So, um, yeah, so, I, my favorite song would probably be uh it's called spring day it's by bts it's just such a good song i think it really it always gets me in good mood good feeling so yeah
0: yeah so i'll leave the audience off with one more fun fact the first time i met ian in person was actually at a bts concert in la yeah that was so fun it was so nice to meet you there and thank you so much for getting me
3: tickets Shayna hooked me up guys Shayna actually got help you get a ticket last minute at the show. I was actually working the show and she was like last minute help you find a ticket and it was amazing.
0: Um thank you again Ian uh looking forward to maybe seeing you at the next BTS concert. Who knows? Thanks Shana for having me. This was such a fun experience. I look forward to future things
3: that you work on. Um I know it's important to say to the audience as well that look forward to a lot of the Indigenous Youth Council work. Um, we're all doing some amazing things, and we thank you for your support. And, yeah, it's going to be such a fun ride, and I, um, I hope you join us on it.
0: We hope you enjoyed the first episode of the Indigenous Youth Council podcast. Look out for next week's episode where we hear from members Jeremy trinity Rohrball and Kaylee Wood. We touch on language revitalization and the current career paths of the members. New episodes are anticipated to drop on Tuesdays and will feature conversations from other Indigenous youth regarding mental health and a sneak peek into our 2022 summit happening this June. Be sure to stay in touch with the IOIC by following us on Instagram, at New Mexico Indigenous Youth Council, with updates on IAD's website. Have a great day, everyone.